Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he has told us, you believe in God, believe in me also. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Amen. Amen. And we can find that in John chapter 14. So, I got another false teaching alert, people. You wonder why I keep hammering on the apostate church with these charlatan apostate pastors and preachers and prophets. You want to know why? Because they are constantly twisting the scriptures into a pretzel. And so once again, we have the false teaching of being healed by Jesus' stripes. So before we get into it today, because I got the hammer out, I am sick of it. Amen. And we see it being reflected in the body of Christ because when you shock the lukewarm Christian system, with scripture after scripture and with teachings that they have been indoctrinated with a false doctrine. Oh, you should hear the kicking and the screaming that what you are teaching is in error because they have been so misled for so long, they actually think that when they hear sound doctrine, that it is false. They are confused, they are deceived, and they don't understand that just because someone stands up in a pulpit, they don't always speak the truth. Amen. Because I too was misled for years, for years, that any time that I would take my medicine, that I will quote, by his stripes, I am healed. You want to know why I kept quoting that? Because the prosperity gospel, apostate, wolf and sheep clothing, that word of faith movement, brainwash because that's what it was they brainwash us to believe that Jesus died for our physical healings Jesus died for our sins so before I get into it let us pray father in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
We want you. We love you, and we will obey your word, Father. The body of Christ has been deceived. We have been duped. We have been lied to. But you know what, Father? We can't solely put the blame on these teachers because you told us that we need to study your word to show ourselves to be approved because if we were not lazy, and that's what it is, Father, we were lazy, I confess, we were too lazy to look into your word and to study it out, to to know via the Holy Spirit, what these scriptures actually meant so that when we go to the brick and mortar churches and when that pastor stands up there and be in complete violation of the scriptures, we could have walked out and said, you know what, that's a false teacher because that is not what that scripture meant. Amen. So, Father, with today's lesson, I ask for wisdom. I ask for a word of knowledge. May the Holy Spirit open up my mind to see the deep things of your word, the riches of your word, and what it truly means so that we can tell it to someone else. And, Father, I just thank you, and I repent of my sins. Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you that through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you have reconciled us back to you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, people, listen up. I have another false teaching alert Don't you know that God's word has been so frequently abused? It's not even funny because we have charlatan faith healers. When will the twisting of the scriptures ever end? Okay, so let me just pull my thoughts together because... This is why I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of these greedy pastors looking to line their pockets and furnish their lavish lifestyles that they will twist the scriptures in order to make you feel good about your sin, about the the healings of our bodies that maybe if we would just take care of it, that we won't be so sick, and myself included. There's things that I know I should not be eating. There's things that, like, I could be drinking more water. I can be doing more exercises. I could be getting the proper rest in order for this aging body to stay intact. What we don't need on top of all of that is a a charlatan wolf and sheep clothing bending these scriptures. Absolutely not. So the question on the floor today is, Are we physically healed by Jesus' stripes? Because most of us have heard of faith healers, right? You got your Kenneth Copeland's. You got your Benny Hens. You got your Creflo Dollars and your Joyce Myers and your, uh, what's his name, Joseph Prince. And you got your T.D. Jakes and you got your Joe Osteens and the rest of those word of faith, prosperity, gospel, apostate preachers and teachers and false leaders who love to use Isaiah 53, 5 and twist it to mean that that is a healing scripture. So... Let's get in today's lesson, because like I said, most of us have heard of faith healers. 
they exist almost exclusively within the charismatic movement and most notably claim to be quote-unquote divinely gifted to supernaturally heal the sick. Yeah, these Word of Faith charismatic teachers routinely claim that Isaiah 53, 5 is proof. That it is proof that physical healing is inherent in the atonement that was won by Christ's physical suffering. But is that true? Is that a healing scripture? For these quote-unquote miracle workers to have any longevity, some of them have thriving ministries. You see them, all of these mega churches, all of these faith healing deliverance uh, crusades. Yeah, they have been around for decades Listen, they need to develop the illusion of legitimacy. Listen, they have all of these sensational claims and spectacular crusades that certainly play a role in drawing on an enthusiastic crowd because the more people you have showing up, the more ducats get placed in them buckets. Come on now. But enthusiasm only gets you so far. They also require a facade of biblical authority. And for many of these false teachers, Isaiah 53, 5 is the go-to verse ripped from its context and contorted to fit their self-servant interpretation. So let us read what does Isaiah 53, 5 says that these wolves and sheep clothing love to bend and twist. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. And that's the King James. Let us read what the NIV says. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The pu- <clears throat> excuse me, the, <clears throat> the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Amen. The ESV says it this way. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. And that's 1 Peter 2 verse 24. And so with those two scriptures, they twist that. All these passages describe the the physical punishment that Christ took upon himself for the sake of humanity, of those who chose to believe in him. However, the passage in Isaiah is one of the most renowned Old Testament passages. Why? because it prophesied about Jesus 700 years before he arrived in a manger. Although these verses are central to the topic of healing, they are often twisted for profit 
through the false prosperity word of faith healing movement. I can't say it enough. They are misunderstood and misapplied. The word healed as translated from both Hebrew from Hebrew and Greek can mean either spiritual or physical healing. However, people, the context of Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 2 make it clear they are referring to spiritual healing, not physical. Yes, this is going to shock many people. Listen, it shocked me. I was like, what you mean that is not a healing scripture? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, Jesus died for our physical healing as well. Jesus died for our financial healing as well. What you mean that 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 is not a healing scripture? You want to know why? Because guess where I got it from? And, and guess where you got it from? Because we didn't get it from the word of God. We didn't, listen, we did not get from the Holy Spirit that Isaiah 53, 5 meant that by his stripes, we are healed from physical ailments. We did not get that from the Holy Spirit. We got it from a pastor. We did not sit down with the Holy Spirit at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus told us that by his stripes, we are now healed from every sickness and disease. Nowhere in scripture does it say that they, they took that scripture because of their healing ministries, that is where they twisted that scripture. Just like they twist Malachi 3.10 for their false doctrine of tithing. Now listen. Listen. Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 2 make it abundantly clear, like I said, that it is not referring to a physical healing. It is spiritual. Listen, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, where, where it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness, semicolon, by his wounds, you have been healed. Listen, you cannot pick apart that scripture for it to mean because you are sick, that that is why Jesus was whipped. Absolutely not. Is talking about sin. And that's what we're saying is that you got to keep this all in context because by why was he wounded and, and why was we healed and what, thank you, Holy Spirit, and what was we healed from? Okay, because in the beginning of this scripture, it is not talking about cancer. It is not talking about the flu. It is not talking about your back pains and your stomach pains and whatever else that is bothering you in your physical body. No, it is talking about sin. Listen, all we got to do is to read it as it is is and not the misinterpreted twisting of it look it says he talking about jesus he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree amen it does not say 
He himself bore our cancer, our feet problem, my blindness, or the fact that I cannot hear. No, keep it in the context, okay? Keep it in the context. It is saying that, it says that he himself bore our sins, in his body on the tree. Why? Why did Jesus bore our sins in his body up there on that cross? Well, the Bible is telling us so that we might die to sins. Not that the reason why he bore our sins so that we might die to the cancer no, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you. He just said that, it says that, so that we might die to sins and live for what? Righteousness, so that we don't live in sin anymore, so that we are not sinners anymore, so that we are not on our way to hell anymore, so that we may live holy and righteously. Not that we don't never get the flu anymore. Not that so that we now going forward since the fake pastor wants to tell us that we are healed, but he never mentions about the sin because let me tell you, I was still steeped in my sins believing that Jesus healed me from my physical ailments. What about the sin? What about the sin that's mentioned in this scripture? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay? He's talking about us being healed from sin so that we can now live righteously. Where in this is it mentioned us having belly pains or back pains or the migraine headaches? Nowhere, because it is not in there. And we cannot add to this scripture and put in something that is not in here. This scripture is talking about sins and how we have been healed from it. Why? Because Jesus, glory be to God, he took our sins and bore it into his body. Why? So that the wound that sin caused in our lives can be healed so that we can now be reconciled back to the Father. That big old gaping wound that we had was because what Adam has done. Adam, way back there in the Garden of Eden, disobeyed God. And therefore, every person born after that, we have this big old wound. We have been eternally separated from God until Jesus. God made a way for that wound of separation because of sin to be healed. And he did it by sending the Lord Jesus Christ to take on our sins and dying. Because Jesus lived a perfect life. He was the perfect lamb to be slain. And so when we look at at second at first peter 2 verse 24 that jesus himself bore he took on our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin because you see the fact that and because of Jesus living a perfect life, sin had no control over him. When he took on our sins, right? 
And when he died, because he paid the price for our sins, because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The fact that Jesus bore on our sins, well, guess what? The penalty that comes from that fell on him too. And he did it anyway. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. He took on our sins. Therefore, the penalty of our punishment, the chastisement that was to be on us because we sinned, not him, but he took it anyway. He took on our sins and he took on the punishment that comes along with it, with it which is death. Jesus died a physical death because he willingly took on our sins. He bore them in his body. And so by him dying, he paid the price. And so the fact that he paid that price, he did it. He did it so that sin will no longer have power and mastery over our lives. And therefore, we can now live, like the Bible says, live for righteousness, not in sin anymore. And by his wounds, by the penalty that was inflicted on him by holy God, we have been healed. Listen, like I said, this verse is referring to sin and righteousness, not sickness and disease. Come on, people. We got to study this out. Tell that Tell that wolf to go down, go and sit down somewhere and have several seats because he has been lying to us about what this scripture actually meant. It had nothing to do with sickness and disease, but everything to do with sin and righteousness. Therefore, being healed and both of those verses is speaking of being forgiven and saved, not being physically healed. Amen. And so that's the problem. That's the problem we've been having with that scripture and the teaching of it. So let us just recap to make sure that we got the full under the full understanding of this scripture because just this morning over there on Facebook, my second job, amen, aka the lion's den, when I posted this teaching of it, of course, you get, and I'm quite sure this person is well-meaning, in his excitation to me about how I got this wrong, okay, that, that in fact, it is a healing scripture because he wanted to know and pose the question, well, what does a child of God do when they are sick then if not this scripture is not a healing scripture? You know what? Let me just tell you all a personal account because I am I am very open about my involvement with the Word of Faith Prosperity Damnable Gospel Movement. When I first came to Christ back in 2002, the first person I ran into was a wolf, Creflo Dollar. I ran into his ministry on cable TV because at that time you had a lot of networks coming out with, uh, I guess, what we thought was godly word of God programming. And so his ministry um, was the first one that I actually sat up under 
first having been brought to the Lord by the Bishop T.D. Jakes ministry. Okay. Creflo Dollar's ministry appealed to me because I didn't know any better. I didn't know that um, we were we were to repent. When I read when I ran into his ministry, because like I said, I knew nothing about God. I didn't grow up with a Bible in my home. We didn't go to church like that. We only went a few times, maybe around Easter, and that was it. So when he told me, like he tells millions, that God wants you healed, he wants you rich, he wants you to have, basically, like Joe Osteen says, to have your best life ever. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, then that's great. Because for some reason, I thought God was this angry God and that how we are a bunch of sinners on our way to hell. And so all we do is duck from him and and hide from him because we know we doing wrong and we know that he is God and that he sends people to hell. And so when this wolf in sheep clothing told me that no, God is love, which he is, but that's just only one side of the coin. Okay, because they didn't teach us that, oh, he is also a God of wrath. And that if you don't stop it, you're going to hell. But oh, no, no. He was teaching us that God is love, 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 love. And all he wants to do is put money in your pockets. That he wants you to be healed from the curse of poverty, uh, from every sickness and disease. And so he wants you to have the blessing of Abraham because you know how the Bible says that Abraham was rich in cattle, rich with gold and in silver. And so this is what they taught us all day long. And they taught us that we must have faith. Faith in what? To believe that God will give us money, to believe that God will heal us of every sickness and disease. Why? Because when Jesus died on the cross, he did it for our healing and our financial future. They never taught on the fact that Jesus bore our sins on the cross. If they did, it was so little that it didn't stick because all we were thinking about was the money that when we tied this money, oh, we ain't got to worry about being sick and we ain't got to worry about being poor because Kenneth Copeland and I quote, Okay, because I sat up underneath him too. I was introduced to him by Creflo Dollar. Why? Because Kenneth Copeland is his spiritual father, which is another false doctrine. We don't have spiritual parents. Anyway, so Kenneth Copeland and I quote said that when Jesus was dying on the cross and when he said it is finished, that he, he meant that, that we don't have to be sick no more and we don't have to be poor no more. That is what he said. He said that when Jesus said it is finished, that means that we don't have to be poor anymore. And we don't have to be sick anymore. And not only that, but his wife, Gloria Copeland, oh, she made her whole healing ministry behind Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Absolutely, they made their ministries and that made them filthy rich. Kenneth Copeland net worth is estimated to be $750 million. 
off the back of this scripture and the twisting of Malachi 3.10. So I don't care what they say. That is not a healing scripture. Amen. So before I went off on that rant, because I'm telling you, it makes me sick. So like I was saying, getting back to my story, that because I believed through their false teaching and not the actual studying for myself of the scripture, I believe that because I had a lot of ailments. I had lupus. I had a lot of blood clotting disorders that would cause me to have high blood pressure and to run the risk of having a stroke. So like I said, I came to the Lord in 2002 with all the indoctrination about that scripture and about how we need to have big faith because if we do take the medicine, that means that we are not standing in faith for God's divine healing because Jesus died for us not to be sick. And so if you go to the doctor, that if you take the medicine, then you are not in faith. And because their ministry is all about faith, then you are looked upon as if you're the devil and that how, well, you got the curse on you because you're not standing in faith that God has already healed you. But what about this pain I'm experiencing? Ignore that because if you speak on it, then you are calling those things that be not as though they were another twisting of the scripture. Let me not get off in that false doctrine as well. But that if you say that you are sick, then you're sick. If you say that, oh, my head is killing me, not only are you calling headaches to you, but you are calling death as well. And that you must watch what you say. You can't say that you are in any pain. You can't say that, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm afraid that if I don't go to the doctor, then I may die. Well, by you saying that, According to them and their fake ministry, oh, you are not in faith. And not only that, you are calling the poverty to you by saying, oh, I'm just so broke. Stop saying that. Stop saying you are broke. Yeah, but I don't have no money in the bank. Well, stop saying that too. Say money coming to me. Call those things that be not Call that empty bank account full. Call it full. Call yourself healed. Call yourself rich and live it in abundance. Even though you ain't got no money, even though you are sick, even though you got the headache and the back pain, stop saying that. Start saying by faith, according to them, Okay, start saying by faith, by his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, yeah, I'm rich, I'm not broke, even though you ain't got no money in the bank. Don't say that, but say, I'm a multi-millionaire. Why? Because if you call it, then you're calling it to you. Listen, that ain't nothing but the law of attraction. That ain't nothing but new age talk. So anyway, back in 98, I was diagnosed with lupus, right? Because of the blood clotting issues, I was having miscarriages, stillbirth, everything. So I go to the doctor, they put me on medicine because I also was having high blood pressure. Never had high blood pressure until this lupus came on the scene, right? Okay. But because, quote unquote, I'm standing in faith because I'm up under this wolf and sheep clothing and all of the other ministries that deal with, with healing and prosperity, I'm listening to all of them. So I'm thinking, oh, I got the faith of a giant, okay? Because what this doctor is telling me, according to them, 
that it that it is not lining up with the scriptures because the scripture says that by his stripes I have been healed meaning that I don't care what the doctors say I don't care what the tests got to say I don't care what the x-rays got to say that they found a tumor I don't care about none of that I don't care about the medicine that they are telling me to take. I'm not say, I'm not taking none of that because that is of the devil. And if I take it, that means that I'm not in faith. No, I'm going to listen to the wolf in sheep clothing and his ministry that by Jesus Christ, I'm healed and believe God for my healing. Not what the doctor that actually have some wisdom, okay, that went to medical school and who knows, could be a Christian, could be a Christian that is applying spiritual with the physical, you know, that doctor could be sit, sitting at the feet of Jesus, getting wisdom on how to treat the body. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But because the fake pastor is on his way to the billionaire club, and I quote that Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar talk about this red little hat that they are going to wear once they reach a billion dollars. And you too, you can reach your billion dollars too. Just keep on tithing to us and God is going to send you money just like God is sending us money. So anyway, I'm standing on the big time faith, right? The doctor told me I got lupus. The doctor told me that I need to take these blood thinners because if I don't, then I can I can develop clots and that can cause heart attacks and strokes, right? Now, I'm weighing my options here because I'm taking the medicine, but I'm more leaning that I'm healed already, that I don't need to take the medicine and that if I stand in faith, more than take the medicine, then I'm going with Jesus because he died for my healing. Okay. Stupid me. Okay. Because this is just how indoctrinated I was. I stopped taking the medicine. Yeah. I stopped taking the medicine. And when I do go to the doctor's I'm overriding what they got to say because I'm telling them, no, I'm vomiting to them. I'm regurgitating all the false doctrines and the false teachings that I've been spoon fed. So I'm over here in the doctor's office telling him that, you know, uh, by his, by his stripes, I'm healed, that I believe in God for my healing. And all of this indoctrination is just pouring forth out of my mouth. So long story short, I stopped taking the medicine and what happens? Three years later, in 2005, I have a full-blown stroke. Yep, I had a stroke. The left side of my body was completely paralyzed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't move my arms. I was in this, um, okay, I went to the hospital that day, kind of find out I had the stroke and everything. Blood pressure through the roof. It was like something like 200 plus over 100 plus like off the charts because I stopped taking the blood pressure medicine. I stopped taking the blood thinners. Everything that wisdom has said you need to take this. Yeah, I can, I can walk in faith, but also I need some common sense that, okay, until glory be to God, thank you, Holy Spirit, until Jesus comes back to give me my glorified body, well, I got to take care of this body. And if it means going to the doctors, that don't mean that I'm not in faith as I was wrongly led to believe. So anyway, I had to stroke, I had to spend about a month or so in rehab to walk again and to be able to use my body um, in a function in which God created me 
So, yeah, listening to the false teachers. And don't you know later on in their teachings, because apparently I wasn't the only one getting sick and almost killing myself listening to them. They they now come out with this way of saying, listen, we would never tell you to stop taking the medicine. Uh, excuse me. Yes, you did. You imply that by us taking the medicine that we are not standing in faith. Just like putting on eyeglasses. Let's say you are as blind as a bat and you need your glasses, right? Some people were throwing out <laughs> throwing out their glasses, throwing away the wheelchairs, throwing away the uh, crutches, everything, okay? Because we believe that God has already healed us. And so instead of us putting on the glasses where people were taking off their glasses, probably having car crashes, walking into the walls, can't read nothing. Why? Because we believe in the lie. And so now they were saying that, okay, so what you do is that you put your glasses on and you say, by his stripes, I am healed, okay? And you just believe God for your a vision. Uh, excuse me, and let me tell you something. The first red flag to that should have been when Creflo Dollar, before he came into full-time ministries, uh, wore eyeglasses, right? Because there are photos of him with glasses on, right? When I came to the ministry, he wasn't wearing glasses, right? Because according to him, he had gotten some LASIK, some eye, some LASIK eye surgery to correct whatever vision problems that he had, and. Um, the illusion was that, well, see, God healed me from, um, I guess whatever eyesight problems he had. Right. And so I guess, I don't know if someone called him on it because listen, how you believe in God for perfect vision when you, in fact, pastor had lazy eye surgery. Yeah, can't we see the contradiction, right? Because he's telling us that, oh, don't take that medicine because you're not standing in faith. Now, if he didn't say those exact words, the whole ministry implied that. And that's why people stopped taking the stupid medicine. So here he come with the justification of his eye surgery was that he believed that the doctors had wisdom. Here we go, right? That that the doctor had has wisdom, and that God, in the twentieth century, in the twentieth century, came up with laser, laser eye laser surgery, so that those who do wear glasses because of God's. Uh, ingenious invention of this surgery, then it's fine to go have the surgery because I guess um, history, history had to wait for God to come up with eye surgery. If that don't sound like a bunch of crap, I don't know what is. Amen. So suffice it to say that, yes, yes, I am better now. You would never think that anything was wrong with me. Amen. Glory be to God. So, well, I was going to continue with the lesson, but let me just sum it all up in, in, in closing. In closing, listen, although, right, we talked about what well, we talked about, Isaiah 53, 5, right? That, uh, but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. And then we had 1 Peter uh, 2, 24, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. 
Amen. For by his wounds, you were healed. Listen, both passages. Okay. Like I said, describe the physical punishment, the physical punishment that Christ took upon himself for the sake of humanity of those who chose to believe in him. However, the passage in Isaiah is one of the most renowned Old Testament passages because it prophesied about Jesus 700 years before he showed up on the scene. And although these two verses are central to the topic Okay, the topic of healing, they are often misunderstood and misapplied. The word healed as translated from both Hebrew and Greek can either mean spiritual or physical healing. But in this context of those two scriptures, they were they were referring to spiritual healing and not physical Amen. Amen. And yes, although God can certainly, he certainly has the power to heal physical illness, the healing being spoken about in those two passages, okay, is not a physical healing, but a spiritual. Amen. Because the prophecy contained And that passage is describing the manner in which the punishment and suffering that Jesus would endure during his arrest, that mock of a trial, and the crucifixion, okay, which included the stripes that Jesus received from being lashed with a whip on the order of Pontius Pilate prior to being taken out there and to be crucified so that Jesus would fully pay the penalty, which is eternal separation from God that God imposed on humans as the consequence of their sins. Amen. Amen. So I believe enough has been said. So there we go. That scripture is clearly not a healing scripture, but spiritual. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, until next time, Lord willing, stop sinning. We must repent of our sins and turn back to God. And whatever we do, we need to leave those wolves and sheep clothing alone. It is obvious. Amen. Amen. Until next time, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.